All right, here we are for another session of the Rich Life Projects and today's guest, one of my great friends for a lot of years and one of the most respected, renowned Muay Thai fighters in his day and Muay Thai coaches to to this day. And uh, I would like to uh, welcome Nugget McNaught. Welcome to the Rich Life Projects, my friend. Rich, how are you? Very well, mate. Very well. What's been happening, my friend? Not What's mu- life? Not much. Just hanging out over here in Perth for the UFC to watch Justin Taffer fight uh, with Junior, uh, Gerard and uh, Buddy, the younger brother. So, yeah. yeah just- and uh, life back in uh, Brisbane in the gym, NTG uh, Fight and Fitness. Yeah. How's the, that going? The, the gym's flying. Flying. Yeah, all the boys, Demacoli boys and yeah, all the rest of the crew. Man, I couldn't ask for a better business partner, Mr. D. And uh, I think, yeah, the, the gym – Really kicking goals. I think I think took a while because of COVID. Obviously, we started With just a, yeah. uh, six months before COVID, and then COVID two and a half years was wow. a hard yakka. Yeah, but, but it's over and we're flying. Yeah, and so you you opened the the gym just six months prior to the two, COVID. Two thousand. I remember two thousand and nineteen. Uh, we opened the gym at I think August August September, and then me and Mister D went on a holiday. And uh, we went there to Thailand for a bit and these people come and said, oh, have you heard about the virus? Some European ladies like, yeah, like yeah. Uh, politicians or something start talking in, you know, I don't even know why they were talking <laughs> to us, but they started talking to us. Mr. D is such a friendly dude. He's chatting yeah. away to them. And they kept saying about this virus and then uh, we go to the airport. Mr. D couldn't get a flight home because oh, wow. everyone was nicking off out of Asia. And then, yeah, we man, and then next thing you know, COVID. COVID. So – Obviously, everything everything was shut down. The COVID with uh, gyms and so forth. What yeah. what was at that time? What was occupying your time during look, that time? Look, my gym was shut. Yeah, during COVID. Yeah, but, but but you were still yeah, keeping I still, fit. I still kept fit. Yeah, 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 beautiful, beautiful. So let's get back to growing up. When we talk oh. about <laughs> Nugget McNaught, and a lot of people may not know, or they know what you've done in the Muay Thai scenes. But where and what was growing up for for Nugget McNaught? Well, I grew up I grew up in Stafford or Everton Park, Stafford, a suburb of North Brisbane. So yeah, yeah. back back in the day, yeah. I, I think it was a bit of an old person suburb. Then it turned into a little bit of a junkie suburb because drugs and stuff. Yep. And then yeah, I, I don't know what it's like now. Yep. Daddy Cool used to always tease me and say, "Ah, Stafford, <laughs> now that little shit's living near near there in Kedron somewhere." Crazy to find your way so, back there. Yeah, yeah. So so he teased me for years about growing up in Stafford, and now he's living there, wow. Daddy. <laughs> And growing up, yeah, brothers or sisters or anything. I got a big brother. Yep. He he's uh, Mark McNaught. Yep. who's pretty successful in what he does. Okay. So yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And mum and dad, what's the My 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 dad's passed away. Yep. And my mum's still kicking. I'll put I go and visit her every Sunday. I do, I do, yeah. I do see that the On cups the of tea. Yeah, and- yeah, man. I, well, I've always had a good relationship with my mum. Yeah. My yeah. mum my mum would be my rock, I'd say. Yeah, hundred percent. My dad, me and my dad, we got on. Like yep. he's my dad. Yep. But hey, everyone knows. People say I'm a cunt. Well, I learn off yep. someone. So, exactly. so he, he, it's, he, it's somewhere he, you he, learn. He's just a hard old guy. Yeah. Hard work. A hard. Yep. I, as I was young, I probably never really understood my dad, and he didn't understand me. Yeah. But I think as I get older and become a man, I realize, man, my dad put a roof over my head. My dad put food on the table. 
what more can you ask? You start like, get perspectives, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So you, you realise, hey, maybe he wasn't as, hey, he liked a beer or ten. <laughs> and, and, and whatever, but, uh, yeah, and, and you know, he, he yeah, he, yeah. He, he just had his own way about him. Yeah, and I suppose some people say like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm nasty or I'm hard or man, you didn't meet my dad. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, true. There was true. no, there was no softness there. I think, that, I think that was like the the generation back then too, wasn't yeah. it? I think everyone's father was because it was passed down from generation to generation yeah. in in that respect. These days. I don't know. Everyone's just ta- turning the table now. I don't think too many kids have been smacked that much. But yeah, man, it's that same thing that you hear people say. You know, you shouldn't say things like "You keep doing that, you're going to get it." Blah that's blah. Right. I got it. Yeah, I did, yeah, and was, I didn't get those. I didn't get the warning shot. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Do you do you think obviously going through those, uh, you know, the differences with your father and growing up and school wise, what what was school like for you, Mister D? Always has a joke with me about this story. My mum even tells this story. I go, everyone knows I can't see that good, yeah. right? So I go, I'm at school and I'm, I'm this is grade two. Yep. And I'm sitting, I don't, I'm not doing the work or whatever. Yeah. And then they have the, you know, with a parent-teacher thing. Oh, my, yes. my dad never went to any of that. My <laughs> mum always got sent to them once. Yeah. So my mum goes up and then she's sitting there. And I can remember as a kid, I'm sitting there with my mum and the, the teacher and she said, the teacher says, oh, you know, he's not doing his work. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. And then my mum says, why aren't you doing this? And I shrug my shoulders. You know, I'm a bit, you know, you're yeah, kid, you you're great too. You're scared you of the fear, teacher. You don't, scared. Tell you don't want to get beaten on by your mum or your dad or 100%. whatever. So I'm just running through it. And then the teacher says, oh, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. My mum turns and goes, why aren't you doing it? And I, I look at my mum and I'm shitting myself a bit because I think I'm going to get a hiding when she tells my dad. Yep. I say, oh, I can't see the board. The sun, I can't see the board. You know, the sun comes through on the blackboard yes, yes. and the chalk. Yep. And I just couldn't see it. Yep. And I did, hey, maybe I was a shy kid. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't want to say anything. And then my mum turns to the teacher and says, Did you ever ask him that? Did you ever, did you ever, did you ask him why he's not doing it? And she said, Well, yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, put fires up. So she's a nice lady. She never swears nothing. Yeah. But when she fires up, she fires up. Oh, wow. That's, and so did you go, how, how far did you go through school? Like you went through school, school. I left school at the end of grade 10. Yep. They got the old uh, headmaster, got my mum up and said, well, you got two choices. You, you can take him out today or he, we're kicking him out tomorrow. So <laughs> back then, back then school counted, but like yes. you had to have your junior certificate. You had to have this, you had to That's, have that. I know, but, I know. But I think I'm one of the first defiant ones that said, fuck all that. Yep. I don't want to. I got another mate that I grew up with, Peter Reynolds. Yep. I remember 14 years old, man. He was out of school. He took himself out of school and got a job. And so at 15, He's making more money than all of us. Like, yeah, that's, everyone that, yeah, that's where where we we started thinking about money. Yep. For my mate's 14, he's got all this money. Fuck, why are we going to school? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And when even the schools today, it's it's like, and even back then when you think about it, yes, it was all going, let's go and get the certificates, but there's no life lessons. Yeah. And I don't think it. from what I experienced with my, my children, even to this day, there's no life lessons. They don't. Yeah. Teach them the okay. This is the money side. How you got to save, or you got to. They got yeah. financial financials, but I'll oh, get your calculators out. This is how we got to do things, or this is what happens. You know, my son was doing a uh, an assignment for fucking jury duty, and he got put into after school. What's that detention? 
because he couldn't, he didn't finish a jury duty assignment. And, I was, and they rang me and said, mate, he's going to go to detention because he's not finishing his assignment. I said, what's the assignment about jury duty? I said, mate, to be honest, he will, he will probably never, ever go yeah, to jury yeah, duty. Yeah, yeah. How is that teaching this kid about life? Yeah. Son, obviously not. Dad, I don't want to leave. Off to the plumbing. So now he does plumbing. Yeah. But back then it was, yeah, you, you're right. It was just all the certificates. You had to get your senior certificate, man. You to were go the and get a job. Shot. You have, were going, sir, yeah. have you got your certificate? Yeah, yes, yeah, I've got my yeah, year yeah, 10 yeah. one. <laughs> and man, off I, you go. All I remember, I used to get dropped. My mum thought this magical idea, oh, yeah, I'm going to make him go to school because I was a bit of a wagger. Yeah. <laughs> she, so she'd drive me to the gate and drop me off and I'd walk across and there was like bushes at the side of the, <laughs> the fence of the hall and I'd chuck a quick right and then walk out the bottom gate and go to my mate's house, eat KFC, watch videos. <laughs> Oh, mm. poor puts you would be. Well, I give put a hard time, but yeah. but 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 she she she's done a lot for me, and yeah, yeah. you can't repay anything your mum or your dad. Oh, hundred percent, and especially the the love of a mother, it just goes goes without saying. So where where did the you you finished in year ten? Did you finish up and go do? Do some work, or what? What was the? I did some work. <laughs> what's the, what, what was no, the sort I did, of? I did a little. My mate, who was a tow truck driver at the time, a karate guy that yeah. I knew, got me a job at this, uh, like a what is it called? Fucking uh, panel beating yes. shop. And I did a little bit of work there, but that didn't go so good. So <laughs> yeah, nine to five. Was, what just no, wasn't it happening. wasn't for me. Yeah. And then one one day, I said to my mum and dad, my, my granddad had just passed away or he just got sick or one okay. of the two, and he, he uh, I said to my mum and dad, hey, I'm going to be a fighter. I want to go pursue this fighting. I'm yep. going to be a Thai boxer. Yep. And they're like, like man, I'm, this is not – we're talking 1988. Yes, That's yes. a long time ago, That's man. right, that's and right. They're probably looking thinking, this idiot, he's what not too – Yeah, what is – what are you going on about? <laughs> I, say, I said, no, no, I'm going to – my dad goes, oh, you're going to be a fighter, eh? And where are you going to pay your bills? I said, I don't know. You fight and you get money. He goes, oh, yeah, and where are you going to live? And I said – yeah, and he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> kick, me, kick me straight out, and then. But now I look back to it. Yeah, they, they, they obviously I run to my granny's. Yes, because my grandma, I had a good relationship with my granddad, my grand, yeah, my yeah. grandma, and that, and I, I, so I go there. But obviously, I think my mum and dad maybe they speared me into that, and I didn't realise because. My granddad got sick and he passed away, and yep. then my grandma was by herself. So I ended up living with my oh, granny okay, yeah. for like like maybe eight years. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. My granny, man, the coppers would knock on the door yeah. and say, "Oh, we're, we're for certain things," and they she'd say, "I haven't seen him for days. I'd be <laughs> hiding in the room." <laughs> That's a she perfect a, grandmother. A, yeah, she was the best. Oh, grandmother. mate. Yeah, I remember the grandmother days. They, they are, mate. They're yeah. loyal. Grandmothers yeah. back in the day yeah, were loyal, yeah, no yeah. matter what you did. As yeah, a kid, shoot, they, they were old Hazel Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get that's your time is how, how did or how did you get introduced to the to the fighting? Because it's Muay Thai that you started straight away, or no, no, I went through Zendikai first, did me time through Zendikai, yep. met met different guys through that, and then obviously uh, Bob Jones bringing Muay Thai to Australia and that in, yep. the, in the late eighties. Yep, and then I I did a camp or something, and he was there, and we did it, yep. and then. Uh, Malcolm Anderson pretty much took me under his wing. Yes, okay. Yeah. What what was his name back in the day? Malcolm Anderson. Yeah, Malcolm Anderson. Was Did it? he have a gym? Like what was his? Uh, blood axe. Blood oh, that's axe. right. Yeah, blood axe. I was I was thinking because that was like twenty years ago. I remember going past. Man, 20, like, 30. 30, Thirty. Yeah. Well, 30, 30. 20 years when I sort of yeah. heard that name. But so 
he he sort of introduced you to the Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what made you what made you fall in love with Muay Thai? Because saying to your parents, "I'm going to fight." I don't know. I just I just I think it was one thing I started being good at. Like yep. I wasn't that good at school. I wasn't that good at much. Yep. Yeah. Skinny. Yeah. Little little bald headed shaved headed kid. <laughs> uh, I was just a little rat. And I, I suppose uh, it's something that I just enjoyed doing. Yep. And I, I don't know. They talk about all these big words, but maybe, maybe I was passionate about it. I don't yeah, know. yeah. And and back in the day, from what obviously what I've known, what what the history is, what the you know everything in your background, you were one of the great Muay Thai fighters in Australia. Like, uh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you know, in Australia, like you had the Tony on, Hills, and uh, you, yeah, I went all right. But man, the the thing I see, but I come through a bad start because. We ran the ball up. Here I am. People, people say, "Oh yeah, guys, now fighting all these different Thai here," but they forget they've got heaps of experience. Thai, thai boxing's been in Australia a long time. Yes. I come straight from taking the karate pants off <laughs> to, to putting the Muay Thai shorts on. Yeah, and these do these ties are kicking you, and it's hurt. Yep. It's actually yeah. hurting. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Because I, I do remember, like, yeah, the, even when I come from, I think it was New South I Wales. Stopped, I got stopped by the first nine ties I fought. Exactly, and that—that's yeah, what I never got. Hey, I, I got stopped, and some some of the fights I didn't probably put a hundred percent effort in because I'd already mentally lost, lost it before I even got to the ring. Yeah, but yeah. We no one knew about that stuff back then. Working on your mental thing, yeah. all that. You just fucking um, ran. You you hit the pads and you got in and fought. Yeah. And you got to remember, I didn't have uh, my corner was my mates. That's right. You know what I that's mean? right. That's but right. Like, so so. Yeah, of course my mates are going to say, you're going to kill him. And you say, yeah, I'm going to kill him. And in high tide, you're going, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? But it's, yeah. uh, you, I feel, where was my nugget? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no disrespect to Malcolm Anderson or no, any no, of those no. old guys. No. But, man, I, I think to myself now, if I had someone that really knew the business and really knew all aspects of it, man, where would I have went? Yeah. Yeah, but so. you got to. In saying that, it's it's the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yeah. But you you were one of the true pioneers of Muay Thai in Australia. Yeah, you know, like in Queensland, obviously, because there's in we Queensland, did, it's easy. Paul Briggs, me, Tony Hill. Yeah, we, we every fight card, we were the ones. That's right. That's on, right. And then then the come along the Shannon Forresters, the yeah. Scotty, uh, Scotty, Scotty Bannons, Bannons, the Wayne Pars, yeah. the yeah. Corbett's. So realistic, and and to be honest, even when I was in the game for a lot of years and training in in the old little town of yeah, Tamworth, yeah, yeah. with with the boys on Kilkshin, Mark Tyson, and he got us into John doing Horford, kicking Mike Maisie, yeah, yeah, yeah all those yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. things. And I I do, and the funniest thing because I still listen to this footage that I got on my phone because I hear my mum yelling in the crowd, and that's my still grabbing onto me mum because yeah, obviously yeah, she passed yeah, years yeah. and years ago. And you were in the you were in the crowd. It was a state of origin battle, and I fought um, Blanche or uh, Jeff Blanche or someone. It was a state of origin. We yeah, Johnny yeah. Horford fought Dale Richards, I think. Oh, yeah, Dale Richards. I remember it was Dale in a Richards. basketball stadium. Yeah. And for some reason, I knew I knew you were a big name back then because when when we come up, state of origin versus Queensland yeah. and Queensland. Queen, Queen, it, much it was, in the hey, Queensland versus New South Wales. Whether it's football, whether it's kickboxing, it's, it's, boxing, it's always it's on. It's state of origin no <laughs> yeah, matter what. Yeah, yeah. And we were in town, so it was New South Wales, and we flew up. And I remember getting in the ring fighting and because I, I didn't do any Ramui or anything yeah. like that. And then they, the referee says to me, oh, Jeff, I think it's Jeff 
Blanche or Jeff Blank or something. I fought. Yeah, yeah, I knocked yeah. him out, luckily. And then they said, I'll oh, turn, turn to pointing at you and bow yeah, yeah. at that stage. And I thought, who's that dude? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know because I was New South Wales. I don't but, even know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of me, like grow, growing up and being a, yeah. like a pioneer and really someone who people respected back in the day in the Muay Thai and still do to today as we've spoken off air, you know, you go around to these fight shows now and you really don't want to be around there because, yeah. you know, the new okay. age don't people, know. People think I'm arrogant and rude and that, but, man, they forget. I've been going to the fight since I was fucking 15 <laughs> years old. I know. I really, I really, like, it's not that I don't love it. No. But the experience that they're having is new and fresh. Exactly. The experience I'm having is old and <laughs> sour. And I'm fucking thinking, when's this shit going to be over? Oh, 100%. And yeah. especially, the, I, I, I know I'm grumpy old cunt, but man, man, if you're fighting and you're not entertaining the crowd, get out. hundred, oh, like, man. Like you're, I, sp- you're supposed to, you get, I suppose it's not on an amateur level, but yep. like I say every, I believe it's a little bit like the Tarek Solik thing. He believed everyone yep. was professional. There was no yes. such thing as amateur. No, no. As soon as you got in there and fought and people paid tickets yep. to, to watch, yep. that's professional. So that's, yeah, exactly. I, I sort of believe the same. You, if you're getting tickets bought yes. at a show to watch you fight, you must be professional. Yep. So perform. Yeah. And in Queensland, because there was no combat sports and there was no real rules, that's yeah, why I love. Right. That's still, why there but, still isn't. That's why I'm that's, still there. That's why. That's why I love the Muay Thai, and that's why Muay Thai was always successful in Queensland because there was no combat sport. Yeah. New South Wales now combat sports kills the game. Yeah. Uh, Victorian's combat sports, it's it's Victor- it's good. Victorian combat sports would is be good. The best board, yes. in Australia, hundred percent, hands down, because yep. of their relationship with. The promoters, that's right, and with the fighters, and with the with everyone involved that's in right. the sport, that's right. They don't sit back and act like they're they're the gods' gospel, and they're, they you they try and help you. They try to help yep. the sport. And, uh, the guys down there are very very friendly, very open, yep. and, and they've got a good relationship with yep. the whole community in Victoria. Yep. And and who leads the way in that? To some of the greats, Johnny Skeeter. Yeah, Mark ha- Mark Hammer, Hammer yeah. who we've been friends with for yeah, feels like we were just at his wedding last week. <laughs> That's right, last Sunday we were, we were drinking. Well, we weren't actually drinking; we were together. But some of the you know some of the the biggest names that people don't even realise that that made the kickboxing yeah. and Muay Thai big in in Australia yeah. as well. well Victor, man, I remember when the Blitz magazine was out. That's right. Victoria was the lead state, like the definitely the lead state. Yeah. New South Wales, they had a lot of laws where they couldn't do Thai boxing. That's properly, right. Like, that's right. And it was a bit weird. And and I think a Marcus Mangan still stood out. Yeah. Like a hit man. He's still and his trainer Sung Doi. Yeah. And I fought one of Mark Mangan's uh, Mad Dogs. Uh, his Sparring partners, yeah, Dale Middleton, yeah, man, oh, yes, that, yes, and to this day, I, that was probably one of the toughest Aussies I'd ever fought. Really, him and Tony Coburn would, be yeah, two, oh, Tony Coburn, mate, Aussies I fought. that dude was like a bull, bull rider, wasn't he? Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, bull rider. Oh, yeah. my god, he he was strong because Joey Hilton, who I'd done some time with, yeah, they were Tony Hill and and Coburn, they sort of like. With the two yeah. hard nuts. That were the hard back, nuts back in the there. sunny Kirk, Aaron Kirkby. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Kirby. Funny enough, we build NTG and Aaron Kirby owns a big uh, plumbing 
Yes, yes, thing, yes. Man, and uh, who's 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 our plumber? Who's the guy that comes and builds my things? He obviously has workers and that, but, yep. but he dropped in. Was really yeah, good yeah. Seeing him. He, he he touches base. We talk on messenger yeah. all the time because yeah. he plays golf now. He loves oh, his yeah. golf, so he sees me. Get into this golf work. I might Mate, be able to see I tell it. you, not only is it it's it's a mind challenge for me, like you, for anyone, it can be frustrating if you let it be frustrating. Yeah. But to me, it was more. If I'm stepping away from the fire game, I just want something fresh for the to motivate the brain. Golfing, golfing has been good for me, yeah. but it's it's something where it's therapeutic in regards. You're out in the fresh air. You just you're hitting the ball. You're going. You're just yeah. cruising along, and you're by yourself or with yeah. you know your, with your, with a partner yeah. doing, having a hit. That's how I've found it. I, I love I love golf. I don't I'm, know whether I, the boys at the gym would like me having a set of golf. Clubs around. No, that I that may be. Might think, ah, that's. Uh, well, I'm he doesn't play I'm golf, there. and he's not good with the ball, so he's all right with the bat. <laughs> he's got a big club there. That might be. Uh, yeah, I better I not that, misbehave, but I think they'll be hiding. Uh, Daddy, cool. You, I used to have a stick at the old gym, and Daddy, cool, and got used to hide it all the time. Oh, mate, they, and and saying that, all those names like. You had you had a pretty big force back in the day when you had the when NT, had the Wilson Gym Wilson, Wilson Gym market and NTG big- um, the late good friend Cedric yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had Soren Soren I had, had Jamie Fleming there Daddy Cool I had Daddy Cool I had Kevin NTG yeah I had uh, Got I had Little B I like there's so many there's some Majid Masood. That's right. Yeah, that's I, right. Man, I had a lot of I, that exactly. was exactly. Like and you, you were you were sort of fighting at that. St- well, you had just nah, finished, finished that fight. I'd finished. I'd finished at that stage. I had my retirement fight against Kurt in 2000. That's right. And then, then was that up the Sunshine Coast? Sunshine Coast. That's right. Edamaga. Yeah, yeah. And at I, the Edamaga Hotel. I, and oh. I, to this day, I'll say I listened. To, I listened to the rules. I know the rules of fighting. Yep. I listened to the referee. He said, "Go to the neutral corner, Jermaine. Yep. Yeah, you blew the. <laughs> you blew that, Jermaine. <laughs> he sent me to the neutral corner. And then he said, "Fight." I knocked Kurt out badly. Yep. That force that you had, NTG. Again, it was a it was a real big force to be reckoned with because you were the sole trainer, basically doing. Yeah, man. When I look back to it, I used to hold a lot of rounds. I was going to say, yeah, you, you must you, you must sometimes pinch yourself and go, how many rounds you held, how many fighters you cornered. Man, when I when I when I look back to my career holding pads, which I still hold pads now. Yes, yeah. But but I'm a bit more picky. Mister D gets up me all the time and says, you got to hold for these people. But, I really uh, – it's not that I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to help people. Man, how many rounds have I got left in me? That's right. You know what I mean? And, like and, I've held and, for my whole life. Yeah. So the rounds I've got left in me, I, I want to enjoy. And I you want to be selective. Yeah, of, yeah I, I want guys that I know I can help yep. and it's going to help them in the future. Yeah. Not, not guys that are just going to pay money. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's, that's the contradiction of having the big gym. I've got to work with the people. That's and right. All. And and hey, that's why they our come. Customers. Yep. Are the great everyone? There's not one person there yep. that I could say, "Oh fuck, I wish that cunt didn't turn up." Yeah. They're all great young blokes, young girls come and train. Yep. But man, I, I still, I always, I, I like the real, I like real fighters. I always yep. have. Yep. I always yep. will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back in those days, yeah, you can see some of the past photos of some of the people in in the gym and it was such a, a powerhouse yeah. when when you finished your career how many fights how many fights was, was I had 52 fights 52 fights 36 wins yep 26 KOs yeah right so I knocked and, and traveled obviously traveled, traveled the world Thailand traveled the world, Thailand Japan yep. New Zealand yep 
Yeah. So back, yeah, you, and even uh, you go on to the, the uh, obviously, YouTube and everything yeah. back in the day, there yeah. is some footage of. Oh, look, at the, I wasn't the greatest fighter on the planet, but I give it a go and, and I love that. Yeah. I think that's where I, I, I everyone knows Lolo in New Zealand. Yes. Man, oh, me and Lolo met in 1994. Yep. And we formed a friendship. Yep. Because he loved the fights like I loved the fights. Yep. Like, like just, and I think he was Mark Hunt's trainer at he that time, wasn't he? No, nah, he, he Ray Sefu. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he that's, right. that's when he had like Bell Morley. That's oh, right. Man, they had every well, biggest New Zealand fighters. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Jason Sudi, Jason Vamoa, Ray Sefu, Ronnie Sefu. Yes, and uh, there were so many. Uh, Eugene was under Lolo too. Yeah, yeah. Eugene, who's got Eugene, Izzy and Dan yep, Hooker? All yep, those boys. Yep. Now he was. But training. that's the thing. It comes from like uh, generations. That, you have to be around smart people. Yeah. If I wanted to be smart in the business world, I would surround myself with smart people. Exactly. If you want to be smart in the fight world, yep. you've got to surround yourself by smart people. That's right. That's right. And when you say you weren't one of the, the best fighters but you give it a go, I, I sort of would, if I'm honest, put you as a more of a, a traditionalist fighter. You had yeah, Muay Thai I, in your blood. Obviously yeah. then you can- Man, st- when I look back, if if now I'm older and after I think my style changed after thirty. Yeah, like I started, I, I was still learning. I yes, was still yes. Sponging things as I went around the world, listening to people and doing things. And I think now, I look back when I fought the ties. I used to sit back and try to fight them like the ties. Man, that's stupid. They've had a hundred, two hundred fights, and I'm sitting back. I should have just tried to jump on them. Do the Raymond that, Deckers? Yeah, but that wasn't me. That yeah. that wasn't me yeah. at that stage. I yeah. think. As I've got angry and nasty and older, <laughs> maybe that's a bit me a bit more on the rocket. But yeah, but, yeah, and that's that. That was always a big thing, you know. Don't try and sit there and fight their styles yeah. because they'll beat you all the time. Look at Tony Hill, man, that he would run at them. Oh my just god, knock them over. He was, was really he funny. was one of the the goats of Muay Thai back in the yeah, days, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. He was. That was crazy. So you get to that stage. Obviously, you finish up your career with with the great experiences and the great sort of experience you had. Uh, you go into coaching. Yeah. And, but I and coached right from the start. Exactly. I, yeah. I had Josh, Humpty, Soren. Yes. Like, like, like a lot so of helpers with you, but you were all, yeah. all like a brotherhood back in the yeah, day, yeah, too. Like, and yeah. probably still are in, in touch with everyone, but they yeah, have been the powerhouse. But yeah, training, fighting, holding pads together. It was all the. Yeah, it was all, man, we, 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 there were some great stories from back in oh, the day. Oh, yeah. yeah, some we probably can't say. <laughs> But in your fight career, because not many people know, but you were, you know, you're, they were calling you Kerry McNaught. Oh, here we go. Hey. Here we go. So we're the Kerry McNaught. Obviously, Look, mum and dad called you Kerry. Mark, but God, thank me, Mark. Good old Pud, <laughs> hey. And everyone wonders why I named her Pud. Um, <laughs> Look, when I was young, I didn't like the name. Now, people can call me Kerry. I couldn't give two fucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, hey, goes in there, goes out there. Yeah. But when I was younger- I really got a thing in my head. I fucking hated that name. I just <laughs> hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I, like as the years went on, you know, the guy mates and that gave me the nickname Nugget and that. Yep. And man, I was nothing like a Nugget. I was <laughs> yeah, tall I for my. I, I was fifty-seven kilos and tall and skinny with a shaved head. Now I'm, I look a bit more like a Nugget. Yeah, a little man. bit some days if I'm eating right. But even where? How did that Nugget name come about? I guess. It come from all right. We're gonna to have to. We'll go in two on. segments. We're here. Go two segments. Nugget came from. Remember when they'd say uh, the 
McDonald's or Red Rooster that they said yeah. McNuggets and then yeah. dip, dip, dip and man. Oh, my mates would be in class going, dude, grade nine, grade eight going, dip, dip, dip and I'd fucking jump across <laughs> the table trying to eat them, throw shit at them and that. But yeah. Okay, but, so. but that nugget, so it evolved from Mac Nugget to Nugget. Yeah, right? okay. Because my last name is McNaught. So yeah. I get that from school. Yeah. But when I was young, I hated Kerry. Like, yeah. oh, I fucking hated it. Now now I don't care. Sometimes I sometimes I think, ah, oh, fuck, why did I change my name? Maybe my mum got what, disappointed. What, what, what was the thing that you hated about my, Kerry the my, most? My thing about it was, and people will never get this until they experience, <laughs> you know, like you have to experience something to get it. 100%. Let's say I go to school. And the teacher has the day off or whatever, has a big weekend on the beers and doesn't come in on Monday and sends the student teacher in to do the old filling. Yeah. Well, the old filling teacher's calling the roll, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Carrie McNaught, where is she? And I think, God, oh, my guy. Then, then it would go on. Then then my dad's Christmas party because he was big in the coal, working at Coles like a, like a manager bloke or whatever. Yep. They'd say, oh, Kerry McNaught, where is she? And they thought, that's bad enough. And then they'd give the president, it'd be, I'd unwrap it, it'd be a doll or something because they wouldn't know and my mum would be fucking shaking her head. So, yeah. Oh, so he's like, hey, cunts talk about trauma. Fuck your trauma. You don't know. Oi, I lived with it every single fucking day. And if I complain about that, I can wrap it. <laughs> oh, man. that's no. I fully understand why, yeah. why that. That would happen. Just yeah, be all right. Going Kerry McNaught, but then when they where is she? Where is she? And then you, they fucking start pulling girl, girl toys down. Then fuck, I can't win this. I can't win in this life. Oh my god, that's right. I have to stop with that, or else I'll just be laughing this whole session. So you get you get through. You start the coach, yeah. and obviously from your fighting experience, now you get to obviously travel and you start to do different things. You you start with Josh, obviously Josh. Josh, Josh Jackson was one of my best fighters in the day, I would say. Like, yeah. Like, and, and underrated. I think he ended up having like maybe 30-something fights, yeah. 35 fights, yeah. undefeated. I think he had one draw. Yeah. Then you just turned business partners. Yeah, then we become business partners. Had the best, had the best uh, promotion going around in Australia, yeah. Evolution, which was everyone wanted to fight on, you know, you had some of the biggest names in the world yeah. come come and fight on those. Uh, that, what was that time like? Obviously, you're just starting a promotion, yeah, I, and do you know what? Looking back, I probably I probably not underestimated what we had, but I but unappreciated I it. Unappreciate it, man. Like, yeah. wait, we were the biggest company in fight sport in Australia. Yeah, we we had it all going, and. People can say, ah, oh, yeah, we didn't do this or we didn't try to do that. Man, so many people try to copy us then. Yep. Couldn't do it. No. And they're still trying to they're copy us today trying. and they're still not they're doing not, it. They're not doing it. And they're never going to do it no. because that was something that uh, when we look back to it, like I, I built it from when I was young, the workers at Evo, all my That's mates, right. That's like exactly right. Like front door at Evo. Yeah, yeah. Well, Every, everyone wonders where Frankie come from, the, yep. the Filipino. That's right. Filipino yeah, that's, that's right. Man, if, uh, that guy worked – he never cared about watching the fight. That You know when you got a good mate, when you say, hey, I've got a shit job for you. Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah. But, but, hey, you're not going to get to watch the fights. No, no. He did not care. He worked for us and he did it because he loved us. Yeah, yeah. And, man, he worked every nightclub. He, he, he didn't have to worry about – 
He he met every girl that walked through the door. Hundred percent, yeah. And he's still still obviously a loyal friend he, to mate, this day. The, the only guy that when I left Australia, yep. he was in that gym every day. Yep. And waiting for me to come back because yeah. I said I'll be back one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And let, let's let's get in there. Obviously, you've had the massive evolution. Everyone wanted to be on it. As you said, you sort of didn't really realize how big it was until you reflect back on those times. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it stops. Yeah, we well, and and, and to, why I bring it up because I was judging that night <laughs> for free. So I was, I was I was a friend to go. Yeah, I'll judge that. I'll yeah. judge the fights. But some of the, as I said, some of those fights you had the the Wayne Pars, Bruce McPhee. Yeah, hey, you know he's a. Uh, I think I think he's living in Dalby now. Yeah, yeah. He was in Western Australia. He yeah, and then he he moved up. Now I think he's in somewhere. Near Toowoomba, past Toowoomba. Yeah, Dalby. Yeah, that way, yeah. Dalby. Right. I, I actually contacted him because when I was coming over yeah. here, I was going to get him on to yeah. do a story with him because yeah. he would have had a great story. Yeah, for sure. But he's changed. Like, I got heaps of great stories from Preacher when he trains, it turns into the creature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. 100%. No, but, oh, wait, one, again, one of our, one of the best boys we had on the show. Yeah. And, and love, and he never said no to any. Would fight whoever, even if he, even if he wasn't feeling good. Yeah, he's, take, he's not stopping fighting. Either. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he, mate, he was a legend of the the Muay Thai scene yeah. back in that yeah. day as well. He, and from what I know, his life has turned around. He's yeah. on different, totally different, totally different now. Which yeah, hundred percent. And I'm, I'm, you got to take your hat off now, because yeah. it's he's just stepped out of the whole realm yeah. of where he was just the man and yeah. everyone knew him and that's getting back to that the evolution a lot of people may not have known you back in the day when you're fighting yeah but your popularity you were the face of evolution yeah. josh even though josh everyone yeah. knew josh yeah. but he was the business josh man the, josh and to this day, he's still the business. The businessman behind. He's sitting at home waiting for me to say, "We're on again." We're on again. <laughs> he's just sitting there. Wow. Well, He'll there. say, "No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not." But he, <laughs> yeah. he would miss it. Oh. I guarantee you, he would. He would miss the events. Yeah. He would miss the the dramas that come with that it. Come with and it. he would miss the after parties. Definitely, the after parties probably missed the most of all. But they could go for a week sometimes. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and obviously you had that good of relationship that it come that well. But everyone probably where you got a good part of your um, popularity too was everyone knew on. Uh, evolution. It was yeah. Nugget McNaught who was yeah. doing the promotions, yeah. and you were the face of it, so to yeah. speak. So that part there. What was the most interesting part, or or hectic part of that evolution? You know, what what stands out the most? I wouldn't go hectic, but I'd say the biggest lesson I learned from Evo. Same thing we we talked about, like lessons in life and that. Yeah. When I ran Evo. Everyone was up my ass, up my ass hard. I can feel their tongue <laughs> massaging my ass off. But the minute the copper shut it down and the minute that, that it went a bit south bit, yeah. and people thought, oh, fuck, he's not promoting anymore. I'm not going to state names, but yeah. I'm going to say international people. Yeah. Actually, I saw like you disgusting little dweeb. Yeah, really. you, you, you before you'd be sucking up my ass, bowing at me, carrying on. Now you do the head. Oh, you're good, I mate. Hey, go on. Think you're a fucking little rat. Yeah, yeah. and right. I don't forget anything. No, man. no, Boy, 100%. never drunk, never smoked. I remember everything. Yeah, yeah, and and from a person who sat back and knew the whole you and knew the whole evolution because we done detonations, but. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a weird thing when you have the people when you're such a up there as a popular thing, yeah. popular figure, and then you've got the ones who are pretending to be Thai and yeah, come yeah, over and yeah, bow, yeah, and yeah. you know, and then you, you can see straight through them. True, but they still. In their mind, they're still, oh, I'll bow and kiss Nugget's hand. Yeah, or Dan, he's going to put my boy on next month. Oh, We're going to be on, in the yeah, magazines yeah, yeah, and on yeah. the TV. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. When when that happens. Yeah. But at the time, you're in that position where you're monopolised, everything. You're yeah, like, yeah. if anyone wants to come, yeah. they have to do what I want them to do and go Pretty for much. And that's, that's, and that's the promotion. You know, yeah, all right, now we're getting into some. A lot of people talk, they, I hear all these new words. Ah, you're a narcissist, you're this, you're that. Well, guess what, idiots? You have to be a bit like that if, you, if you're running fucking something really big and everyone wants to get on it, you have to be a little bit self-centred and a bit whatever. Selfish and, It's yeah, the same, honey. man, you know, this new age, everyone's vibing. Oh, I'm, if you're fucking over 30 years, if you're over 25 really and you're saying to people, you're 30, 40 years old saying, oh, I get a good vibe from you. Oh, I'm vibing with you. Oh, I'm spiritual. I'm this. Shut the fuck up and just really just get on with your life. Like yep. do, do. So many people are they, you, they're the pretend. When I have people start talking that shit, I think you're the pretender. Yep. You're the one that's trying to grip onto something in life. Man, I I live my life. I do what I do. Yep. Uh, if you, some people like me, some people don't. I don't give a fuck. Yep. Fuck you. But no one comes up to me and says, oh, no. "Where are those guys? Where <coughs> exactly. are those girls? They all. It's yep. all bullshit. Yeah. Because they, they all get the same answer. Bang <laughs> <laughs> in the mouth. And that's, I suppose, over time, and you've you've been through that period, and then as we've said earlier, off here, you go. The more you get older, the the more. The only the true real ones stick yeah, around. You said it before, Rich. As you get older, <coughs> you start not needing yeah. all these people. The less humans you. you want to hang and around. I, I, I see it myself because I, I had someone in my life that just fucking wanted to be known and wanted to people to see it. And no, man, fucking ugh. like I think to myself now. Now it's fucking round around on drugs at at fucking pool parties. We're fucking Correct. naked. Well. Wow. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's really some yeah. some human beings they think they're all this, yeah. but man, it's, they're always pointing the finger saying, "Oh, you're a narcissist, you're yeah. a bad person, you're this, you're that." I'm me. Everybody yeah. knows what I'm. What, what's that? I only heard that Bob Marley the other other week when I was running. He, Don't point your finger if your hands are dirty. Yeah, fuck, man. No, and I and, I, and soon as I as soon as I, I never heard I, that, but I'm fucking yeah, running with that. Do not one. point your finger yeah. if your hands are dirty. And I was yeah. running a. Wow, that is uh, that's a profound thing I'm just listening to right now, yeah. and that just that just represents the whole life that we all go through, growing older, and the less people we want to hang around is is certainly that you know. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So th- getting the interesting story because I've never ever really asked or looked into it. The night when evolution you was coming as well. The the night evolution. Shut down, you know. Look, they said, "Oh, we've had a bomb threat. We've had yeah, this, that." We all know it was a stitch up. The true, the true facts. At the end of the day, and and here's another one: people are going to say, "Oh, fuck! Why did you do this? And why did you do that?" Like, because I fucking wanted to. Yeah. Why did Why did Why did I join a bike gang? Because I wanted to. Yeah. Because that's what I felt like. That's a, the feeling I had at the time gave me a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. What, why have I still got friends all over Australia, all over the world, in that world? Yep. Because they're my mates. Yep. And you can be mates with whoever you want. Exactly right. When, when 
when when they shut down Evo, whether the Queensland police are going to admit it or not, they did the wrong thing that night. Yeah. They did the wrong thing by the community. Yeah. They did the wrong thing by the people that bought the tickets to go to that show. They did the wrong thing by every athlete that trained to fight on that show. And they did the wrong thing by me and Josh Exxon. Yeah. Because they aren't going to come out and say we were money laundering. Yeah. But that's what they thought we were doing. Yeah. And we weren't. Yeah. We, we, we were two kids. Yeah. Or we two young blokes that, yep. that grew up together. Yeah. Fucking had an idea, ran with it, and yep. fucking it yep. worked. Yeah. And then they took that off us. Yeah. Did, did we sit and cry afterwards? Nah. No. Nah. It is what it is. Yeah. Was I upset? Yeah, fuck yeah. I lost I lost something that took not just the 10 years it ran for, yeah. but actually the fucking 20 years before it, building That's and right. learning it. That's right. That that hurt. Yeah. But the actual the actual getting stopped that night. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like that's that's something they have to live with, not that, me. That's right. And 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 probably looking back on it now, because I was present at that night, it was more them probably showing, you know, hang uh, on. Yeah, look. It didn't help that I had fucking mates running around and there was that's, that's there was a like, fucking giant, like walking around like ogres. But yeah. uh, look, everything at that time and in in Brisbane at that time there was a lot of dramas going on, that's right. a lot of power plays happening in that. Yeah, and like, but I don't blame my mates, man. No. I wanted them to come to the show. They came to every fucking Evo anyway. Hundred percent. They've yeah. been coming from day one. Yeah. So so anyone that points a finger and says, oh, you know, the bikies got involved. The bikies didn't get involved. They're no. my mates. They, yep. They've been around me my whole life. Yep. So, yep. Uh, like, yeah. So, like, yeah, didn't have the facts obviously at that time. So they yeah. they done the move, but it's like it's like the consorting <clears throat> laws. Yes. Let's just go with that. I, I'm at my gym and they fucking hand me this paper. They don't even tell you that it only lasts for a month or it only lasts for – they try to – like it's all scare tactics. Yes. And that. I, I, I don't understand why I – get, I get the whole thing. If you're doing criminal activities yes. and you're – man, if I was doing something criminal, <clears throat> I get caught, I'm going to fucking put the cuffs on myself. I'll yeah, yeah. Say, there you go, you got yeah. But don't – don't – don't just say, oh, well, we think you're doing this. Yeah, that's right. Or we think you're doing that. Yeah. We think That's not fair, man. I don't want to go to jail because you're thinking. Yeah, that's hey, right. Oh, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fucking twenty life sentences for some wow. kind of thinking, yeah. man. Just because I've tattooed my body that. doesn't mean I'm I'm a bad person. But, that, but, that, but that's a spiritual thing to so you. My uh, eighty to ninety percent of my tattoos would be spiritual. Maybe your name on my ass isn't so spiritual. Well, but sh- that's that's between us. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. The the letters, your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and exactly. I, I've got I got fucking Gucci and Louis Vuitton yeah, tattooed right. down there because I believe my ball bag is the only <laughs> designer bag any woman needs. Oh no. man, but that yeah, but that's the perception of people see you with some tattoos. Oh, he's done time in jail, but that's the 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 perception of society these days we live in. Sadly enough, yeah. Until they know the real story in that, yeah. so they close down Evo. They shut it down and then they had a meeting with us and told us if you ever do a show and call it Evolution again, we'll shut it down immediately. Like it was it was just wow. rubbish. And, and then, then I I a lot of people think I left because of Evo. Yep. Had nothing to do with Evo. I'd planned a three month holiday earlier. Okay. And everyone knew that after that show, yep. I was gonna go to Thailand, stay for three months. And 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 like like just you know yeah. immerse myself in the culture. That's right. And 100%. just hey, and hang 100%. out a little bit. But but like I ended up going. Yep. But people probably thought the the different things and, and other things that happened in Brisbane. They think stupid things. Yeah yeah. Nah. But I, I go to Thailand and when I get there, 
think, fuck, this is all right. Like I just lay back a little bit. And so I extended another three months. Yeah. And then so I stay I'm away for six months. Yeah. And then I start traveling. Then someone offers me a trip to Germany. I go to Germany. That's right. I start looking through Europe and I start, oh, I thought I like this too. Well, that three that three months turned to six months that turned to seven and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Hey. It's my prerogative to do what I want. Ever, what I want to do. If I want to stay away, and I've got good mates at home that will look after the gym and and take care of things, yep. man, why would why would I come home? Yeah, yeah. When I when I have to be like, don't I feel that Australia at that time was yep. pointing the finger at everyone? Yeah, bikey this, bikey that. Like, man, fuck. What are they? Who are they blaming now? The, yeah. The, here's another one. They blame. They go from blaming the bikers now. They blame Muslims. Oh, the Muslims did this. Other. Fucking leave them alone. Like, yeah, like yeah. man, they're not doing anything wrong. 100%. Like, just if you're doing something wrong, yeah. I get it. Yeah, if yeah. If you're not doing something wrong, yeah. don't, 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 don't say they're doing yeah, something yeah, wrong. Don't point. Just the Bob Marley thing. Don't point your fingers if your hands are dirty. That's right. And, Mate, those, and that goes, boy, that goes the for Queensland everyone. Queensland police are just as dirty 100%. as any crook. That goes for any, anyone in society, would it? Police, detectives, you know, gangsters, whatever. It's, everyone has that, that dirty hand. Yeah. So, and uh, someone else said, you know, if, and why even like the Russians, I think, we were talking, bam, and I was talking, and it was like, why they don't get involved in anything? Because they think if he's got his business and he's not in my business, I don't worry about it. Yeah. I just worry about my business. Yeah. And that's why they're so strict that, on what they do. It's funny you say that, Rich, because coming back to Australia, I feel a lot of people are waiting for me to explode and get attack concerns. Man, I run my gym. I do my thing. I worry about the people at my gym. I try to give our customers and our, our students the best service and the best, yep. you know, make the gym the best and like their happy place and make it somewhere where they want to go. Yep. And we're, me and Mr. D are always trying to improve it and make it better. Yep. Man, that's what I do. Yeah. I don't worry about what's going on at other no. shows or other gyms or other whatever. I stay out of it all. I yep. just stick to myself. I've got my own group of friends. Yep. And, you, and you're a yeah. person, realistically, that's never drunk. Yeah. Never smoked, never done drugs. Yeah, never even rode a motorbike. I, I, I you never are rode now. A motor, the bike at that time, but I like it. And then, no, no, no. <laughs> no. but that's what I mean. Like you're, you're, oh, you're in the bike, isn't it? Hey, man, I'm in fucking Perth. I got the red shoes on. Now they're saying you can't. How ridiculous is that? Like, like I'm not from Perth, and I don't give a fuck no. about Perth. But a lot of grubs live here. But uh, <laughs> I, I say this: I got red shoes on. So you, they're telling me I can't. There hasn't been one place I've gone into where they have said, oh, you've got red shoes on, you can't get in. But they put a big thing in the paper, oh, you can't get into this with oh, red really? shoes on. Yeah, yeah. I never they banned that. red shoes. Man, it's the fucking media. Yeah. And, and and this is something you you hold a power in your hands yeah. by doing these podcasts because you can influence yep. the audience. That's right. But but you're not on here saying, fuck this cunt and fuck no, that guy no, and they're no. no good. You just ask a story and we, we tell it. That's right. The media get the media to do that. Mate. If they if they did podcasts instead of six o'clock news, they'd probably get people watching the TV. Exactly, more. exactly. But it's it's I don't know. It's, the media just seems to be doing everything for the hate hatred of yeah. things. I don't know, and that's why the world's half the, well, yeah, the crazy. I don't watch. I, I actually people wouldn't believe this, but I don't watch the news. I've I never wa- watched, I've watched the it. T- in, yeah. I've watched it in two and a half years. I don't watch the news. I don't want nothing now. I, I Insta. 
I'm on Insta. Yeah. I, I have a look at Insta, this. Insta, Netflix, and Stan. That's, yeah, that's, net, Netflix and Stan. And I just mine. want to know why they don't fucking change it up and put some new stuff on Netflix. I'm yeah, I know. A bit bored. I know. Bored. That means you've watched enough of it. <laughs> I'm the same. I go through those stages, man. So you're in Thailand for the seven years. You stayed yeah, there. Yeah. You get the opportunity to travel. I traveled all. I went to France. I've been everywhere. There's nowhere in Europe where I haven't been. And and much. training and training fighters while yeah, you're doing yeah, the yeah, traveling because yeah. I, I think I, I was um, lucky enough to meet a gentleman and I'll, I'll never forget this guy and I always got love in my heart for him, Sir Karachar, and he 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 pretty much put me under his wing and took me. He's a year older than me. He really? I okay. look younger, but <laughs> never forget <laughs> now, that, sir. Now with the beard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm catching him. <laughs> but but hey, we, we we just got on really well. And the funny part is, he lived like the mirrored life of me in Germany. Really? Because okay. his brother started a small organisation when they were young called the Black Jackets and they're, they're, it's a German gang. Yeah. I don't think it exists anymore but yeah. at that time, yeah. man, it was massive. They, like, like it was a big. Really? So he would get all this drama from police because of his big, his older brother. Yeah, and like okay. he said, man, I can't believe I've met you. We, we, you know, we, we talk about stuff and say, we use the term big bullshit. Ah, they make big bullshit, right? So, <laughs> so wait, the police make big bullshit here. They make big bullshit there. So, yeah, wow. so we got on so, we got on so well. And like, I become very close with his family and that. I, I stayed there many times, like, like over those seven and a half years yep. and learn a lot about Turkish culture. Yeah, this well, and that. That'd so, have been yeah, interesting. It was pretty cool. But, but hopefully he can get to Australia and, Mr. D's met him obviously on other trips and that, yeah. and he's also met Mark the Hammer. Oh, so, okay, so he, re- yeah. he really wants to, so wants that to come to Australia, there. wants to see uh, Hammer's Hammer. gym, and he wants to come to NTG. And Hammer, yeah, speaking of a, a great man, Hammer, he's got a massive gym down there. Man, problem. massive. massive. You, people come, lot, oh, lot, I get embarrassed. Stress, but yeah, I get embarrassed. They come in and say, why, your gym's so big? I think, can't relax. Look at Hammer's <laughs> hey, look, Yeah, have a look <laughs> my, at Hammer's. My, my electricity bill is, Hammer's electricity bill is my rent. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he and he's yeah, he's got a such a such a massive base down there in, in yeah. Melbourne and, and such a great human. He's helped helped us, my brother and I, with yeah. with a lot of stuff down there. And but just over the years of Muay Thai connection and everything Man, else. Yeah, you, you could not some people like like think the wrong thing of Hammer and they 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 take him the wrong way. But like, man, he he's actually one of the best blokes I've met and he's done so much for me in the sport, like not from just now, yep. man, back in the day, he put me in the mag. He did it. Yes. He re- he's really took yeah, care of me. Yeah. So, so no, I, I owe Hammer. He, he's he's been. He was real. That's why I didn't play up at his wedding. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why we all went home early after that one. And I think he was the same. I think he exited nah, nah, the building. We, we, we snuck to the casino. Did you? Oh, we thanks for telling me, boys. I didn't get an invite <laughs> to that one. But you spend seven years and you travel. You you start. You do some work with some MMA. Some oh, of the- yeah, yeah. I went to, in, in 2015. That was through Elite Boxing, but yep. I, I went to uh, Brazil. Yes. And I, I trained with Big Nog and Little Nog. Yeah. Which was, it was like, man, I did, this is the funny part. I didn't even know who the fuck they were. No, no. And then when, when I got on and I start researching, I thought, fuck, these guys are big deals. And, and in but, Brazil, they're like yeah, gods. Yeah, man, they're like gods, man. I, yes. I, every Sunday we would go to this kite surfing thing and they they drink that, I don't know, it's purple, I don't know, some, not ice cream, but some fruit, like, and it's like an oh, ice cream, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, okay. I, I'm like, I see or something, I don't yeah. know, something like that. 
but a Casey bowl or something like that. I don't, I don't yeah, know what I don't it know, is, either. but yeah. it's, fu- but it's was they called it the steroids of Brazil. Really? Yeah, yeah and they all ate in there, but I don't know. It didn't make me feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they they were in the MMA world, and obviously their names are massive in Hall of Fames yeah. and everything now. But even back when they were fighting, and I think they only just retired like in the two last two years or something. Yeah. Like they went there. I think career, they, well, I actually think Big Nog works for UFC now. I think he does in the, yeah. uh, on that side of the world with Brazilians. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mate, massive, massive. You done stints in over in Brazil, the Singapore, Singapore. Singapore everyone knows I love Singapore. Singapore, like, yeah. It's if I, I I loved Thailand and I always loved Thailand. Yeah. But Singapore, it's just the fact. You got that perfect thing of east and west. Yes, like you and, and everyone speaks English, so yeah. it's, it's it's quite easy to cruise around there and that you don't have to worry about language stuff and that. Yeah, don't have any ties going. <laughs> <laughs> you say, oh, could I could I have the fried rice or, or could I have yeah. could I have guy whatever <laughs> whatever you want to have, and then they say. <laughs> you, you never get it right because you're white. You're never going to admit you could say it right. Oh yeah, I know, I know. So everyone who travels there too, because these days when and probably off topic, but when they, when I see the kickboxing Muay Thai people fighters, young fighters today, and they go do a post up on social media, going to Thailand to fight, and then you know, man, you know they'd be you know fighting the kitchen dude or, or, they're, fi- or they're fighting the kitchen dude, or they're fighting the hookers, they're yeah. fighting the hookers <laughs> off. <laughs> Hundred percent. Then they, you know, you get over, then they come back, and then they start a gym after being in Thailand for four months. You know, I I've had fights in Thailand, and we're going to open up a gym. And you see it all the time, don't you? Yeah, it's it, you just you sort of have a bit Th- of a giggle. Thailand is really different to what it was. Back I first went to Thailand nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Okay. There to now. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and oh, yeah, I, I got a house there. I got I got yes. my kid there. Yeah. So so like I, I I have to laugh yeah. a little bit when I see you know. Same, like you said, Richmond were coming up, like these young guys, and you think they don't know you, you don't know them, but they, yeah. like, young dudes say, man, you're going to Thailand, yeah, you're going to Thailand now. Yeah. You're not going to Thailand 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like it's they a, didn't, they, the Thais didn't want to know you that's 30 right. years ago. They didn't care how much money you threw at their gym. Yep. They didn't want you in the there's gym. Only, there's only select, selected, their, their selected ones yeah. that they, the Wayne Parr, when he yeah, went yeah, and lived, yeah, lived yeah, uh, yeah. Thailand life for four years yeah, or whatever yeah. he lived, like they only very rarely. And the Thai trainers had to know someone yeah. that you knew. That's yeah. why obviously with Richie Vella, who Wayne Parr got yeah, over there yeah. to live that life. Otherwise, as you say, there was no tourism yeah, going no. on. You weren't. You're not coming to this but gym. Then, but but lay like, good good luck to them. The ties saw the business side of Muay Thai exactly. And then look, these big gyms started popping up, mainly yep. in Phuket and that. Yep. Man, I, I was going to Thailand for years. I'd never even gone to Phuket. No. Pattaya, yeah, but not Phuket. I didn't really make it that way. No. But now everyone says, oh, "Have you been to Phuket? Have you yeah, been to Phuket?" Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I know Phuket. I've been to Phuket with Mark Hunt with his when he was fighting a Russian. We done with the. Taffer brothers yeah, 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 and with that tiger all, and that. Oh, tiger Muay Thai. Now the Hickman brothers got yeah. um, Belang, uh, Belang Tao uh, Muay Thai and yeah. MMA yeah. with George and, and Frankie Hickman. So they're on the other side of Phuket. Yeah. But there again, it's it's big now. It's commercial. Yeah. It's everyone's going for the Muay Thai yeah, experience yeah, or whatever. So uh, Tim Fisher's got a big gym there from Australia. Has he? He's got a really. I big didn't know gym. that. He, man, that 
out of all the dudes that go to Thailand, Tim Fisher did it the hardest through COVID, everything. Really? Survi- survived. So, wow. So good luck to him that he got 100%. That. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So you get back from Thailand, running away, and, you know, they all said in the papers. Running away. The, in, pa- oh, yeah, yeah. the paper said it. I know. And I remember, I remember Boy, a – Senior, bikey, blah, blah, man. I remember a comment when – the person, I don't even know what interview they said. Oh, so you're not allowed back in Australia. And you, and I remember you saying, Oh, reading, I'm not allowed back in Australia. I just don't want to fucking come back to Australia. Yeah, yeah. I, at I that didn't time, want to come back at the time. So I, it had nothing to do with. I was happy with, doing what I was doing. Yeah. So when you, you get to that point, you come back to Australia and. The old NTG is no longer because yeah. you've been away for seven years and, and it was still running. But yeah. That, but that not wasn't a, what it was. Yeah. And now, once you got back, then you revived the NTG. Now it's the fight and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Demacoli. Yeah. Yourself. Uh, who's who's the other partners that were in it? Uh, Tricky Trev. Tricky Trev. Demolition. Mate, what a champion bloke. Yeah, yeah. What a champion bloke he is. Yeah. Tricky, I've always got time for that dude in yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's done one. a lot for me. I can't forget it. Yeah. So, I, and yeah. he's always, and I've never known him or, been around him, but yeah. only through fights and and seeing him at fights and all. He's always come up and been respectful. Yeah, because uh, I think we you had him up a couple of detonations yeah, back yeah, in the day yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, but he was man. He's yeah. He's he's supported, and I know he supported you for, yeah, for a, a long time, and still does to this day. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So now you got the and you've introduced you sort of move punished still. Have you punished Nick? What? Nick from punished looks after us. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, he so he's still. Major, yeah, he, well, we would say he's our major sponsor. Okay, okay, yeah, because I don't, I don't see too much punch gear punish, going around. Punish, punish sorry, punish. punish going around. Yeah, yeah, it's still, it's still around because it does, does the nutrition stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, does everything. And and Nick, yeah, he's been a, he has been a big supporter yeah, of corporate sure. yourself. Yeah. A and lot of he, Evo. Yes, he supported Evo. Now he supports the gym again. Yeah, and, and getting back to it. Even detonation when we had detonation, yeah, the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. He he was always the gloves. He yeah. was always the person there. I have never met someone in the glove industry, and I've never met anyone more generous than Nick. Okay, that, that's great. And obviously, in that promotion business, you need someone yeah, who, you need who's help, that great you need support. Help. Yeah. So you move back, and you're moving with the times. You got the tie boxing gym happening. Yeah. You got the boxing. Yeah, Steve. Well, if I if, I, if I'm honest, it probably should be NBG. Nuggets Boxing Gym because man, it's all boxing there. Is it the boxing so boxing so big in Queensland yep. and Australia? Yep, it's crazy. Yeah, right. And we got we got Rocky there now. Yes, so yeah, so, so yeah. he's he's only just won his Australian title. Yeah, the set in another division. He's won two Australian titles in like two fights. I was going to say, so and he only and he just got went from Muay Thai. That was his third fight in boxing. Yeah, so he's had two, he's had three fights, three uh three knockouts. Wow. That's impressive yeah. when you come from a Muay yeah, Thai, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Straight into that. Then you got the the tougher brothers with the MMA side yeah. of things. So you got the boxing. With, is Steve still Steve, Steve coaching? Steve does all the he, – he manages all the boxing side now. Yep. And then we have Caleb, Caleb, uh, a young boxer that, that was really famous at, his, at one stage. Okay. He now helps us heaps. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Caleb, Caleb Gray. Yes, um, okay. And the Muay Thai, you still got the Muay Thai? Yeah, Muay, Muay Thai is – Man, Muay Thai was like really quiet last year. Yeah. And the, like it hasn't been that, like no, there's no, not that many shows and no, that. No, there isn't, is But it? man, even Jacob Demacoli, who runs the front for us, yep. 
says, man, Muay Thai's taken over again. Really? Like it's yeah. In the gym. Like they were getting 30 people in a class. Wow. 30, 40 people. So, that's, that's crazy. But our boxing classes are crazy. Like in the afternoons, yeah. we get sometimes like 90, 90, 100 people in that room. Wow. Training. Muay Thai, boxing, all, all the yeah, disciplines yeah. you got in the fitness area. Yeah, you got the mats now with the yeah. MMA. We got uh, the MMA section, but that section's closed off. We only let if you're not doing a class, yep. and you're not or you're not a under supervision, sort of yeah, yep. or a fighter. You don't. We don't really open that part up. Yep. So, but mainly the taffers are down there, and yes. we've got our uh, jujitsu guy Alvi, yep. who's really good. Okay, and, and another lady called Bella. They do it together. They teach the jujitsu and that. Okay. So it's pretty good. So you're diverse, and mate. You're diverse ah, and all God. over. Who would have thought I'd have girls at the gym working for me? 100%. Yeah, there you go. 100%. Right. That's, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a change. Well, actually and, training, not yet. Yeah, so. yeah. So you go, once you, obviously now that's that's going great guns. Um, You become a dad. Yeah, I've become a dad. Got to a kid. baby daughter. Got a, yeah. Beautiful daughter. What, how, how, Throughout your life and being in the hard game of the fights and you know, I'm Muay Thai, I'm Nugget yeah. McNaught, I'm this, I'm that, how, how much having your daughter has changed your life? Let's be honest. I've been a bit of promiscuous in my life, so uh, having, <laughs> a daughter, having, a, having a daughter, having a daughter, fuck, karma. <laughs> 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 I have every little cunt lining up down the road. I'm, oh, boy, what have I done? But, yeah. but and I, I've been, I've always said, when you when you're a man and you've had a, a crazy life, or even just just a man in general, when you have a daughter, that's when you finally realise what true love is. Yeah, I, I, look, you know when they say, and I don't want to go against the world and say when they say having a kid is going to change your life. Yep. Well, maybe not so much for me because yeah. I, I kept doing what I'm doing. But yeah. but my daughter went when. When my phone doesn't ring, yep. at a certain time I start looking, thinking, oh, when, when is she going to call? Yeah. Because yeah. we I live away. she's still located over in Thailand. She, yeah, she's still mom. in Thailand. She 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 calls me three times a day. Or I call her or she calls me, but her times, she always calls me in the morning before training yep. and she always calls me before I go to bed. Okay. So they're the two calls I really – if she misses the afternoon call, yep. I don't – I, I think uh, maybe she's just playing or asleep or whatever. Yeah. But the the morning call and the night call, I really look forward to. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And and, uh, and, and I spend a lot of time. I was I've been say. going after COVID finished. I man, I was in Thailand more than Australia. I think. Yeah. Stage. Okay. Okay. So, and it's yeah, it's it's a it's a different experience being now. And she came for Christmas. Did she? Oh, she beautiful. Christmas. She spent Christmas with me and her grandma. Wow. And, yeah. and so that's yeah, going from. Yeah, your bit of the what people class as your cl- crazy life to yeah, now yeah. being a father and and having yeah. the successful gym. If if I was to say, you know, at this point in your life, because we've me and you have obviously been friends for a lot of years, and when we do talk, we've always pro- probably said the same thing: the more we get older, yeah, the less yeah. we want to deal with this yeah, or yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're around the t- the tougher uh, tougher crew, so yeah. they're like in the MMA guys now yeah. with the MMA. If I was to say. Nugget, McNaughton, not Kerry. Oh. <laughs> Nug, if I was to say, what is, what is Nug's rich life as we sit here today? What brings happiness into your heart and what, what do you class as your rich life right now? Look, what brings happiness to my heart is be, being surrounded by the people I'm surrounded by that, I, that, that I've known for a long time and I'm happy with 
and obviously time spent with my daughter. And as much as it's a cage and I hate that gym sometimes, I, I still love it. Like I love when I sit in those walls and look, I think, yeah. man, I did this. When I was 17 years old, I said to my mum, I'm going to be a famous fighter one day. Then I'm going to be a famous trainer. Then I'm going to be a famous promoter. I'm going to do it all. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I did it. Yep. So so to me, uh, some people might think it's a big thing, but to me, like I, I, I read the future. I, I saw, I, yep. I mapped my life. So now anything now is just extra. It's just a cream on yeah, the yeah, cream, cream on yeah, top. Yeah, it's all cream. Like it's been all cream. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And, and, you, and you say that and you, you were successful at everything you set out to yeah, do. Yeah, that I set out to do. Yeah. And what's the, what's the future hold? For, for Nug these days. I, I dangle the carrot to people and say I'm going to promote and do this and that. Who, know, who knows what I'm going to do? You, no like, one knows. Who knows? I might franchise the gym out. There's always talk of that. We're always talking. Yeah. The best part of ha about having Mr. D as a business partner, he, he always wants to do stuff. Yeah. And he wants to keep making money and keep doing, yeah. like doing things. Like, yeah. like, like he's not he's not just happy. He won't just sit and do nothing, yeah. And say, oh, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. We've done enough. He always wants to better stuff. So, so I think- yeah, I, I think I, – I don't know what's down in the track for me, but I'm pretty happy. I don't think anyone does, do yeah, they? Yeah, I'm pretty happy going the way I'm going. Yeah, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Mate, again, I know you're in Perth and it's a busy time, and, and uh, but over the years we've known each other and, uh, you know, had that friendship. And today you're just coming on the Rich Life Projects and talking about your story that, you know, some of it I didn't know, but a lot of it people listening and watching yeah. will then go, oh, Okay, well, that must have what happened. I thought it was yeah. happened, but thank you for your time, my friend. No, thank you on the on the Rich me. Life projects, and uh, man, I, I can't wait for people to to actually uh, tune in and and hear this story. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.